Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into another week of Train, Eat, Repeat. So glad you guys are listening. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, episode 74, had a chance to sit down with Lodo Rinsler. I would love to hear your thoughts on the interview that uh, I had with him uh, regarding meditation and how you can make it a part of your day. I would love to hear your takeaways as well as if you've started to implement some of those practices into your life over the past week or so. Um, And if you haven't listened listen to that episode, or if you're just a brand new listener in general, um, welcome to the podcast. Um, Again, we cover all aspects around exercise, nutrition, mindfulness, um, even some one-off topics in terms of like, uh, you know, toxins um, that are inside that affect our health. So we just want to make sure that we're covering the topics that you guys want to hear. So we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, You can subscribe to the podcast. We're on Spotify, or if you're listening on iTunes, thank you. Make sure you take a minute just to leave a star review and also a written review. That way we know what you guys want to hear. And number two, it helps get this podcast out to more individuals. But all all that um, to say that today um, you are do just have me on board. Um, Andrea is uh, working like a dog and she couldn't make it on the podcast, uh, but she sends her best wishes, best wishes. So what are we talking about today? Talking, I'm going to try and hold on the fort without her. I know it's hard, uh, but we're going to be talking about stimulants. Um, and Andrea and I were, were sort of brainstorming and, and thinking why we should talk about this because stimulants. Um, I would say aren't necessarily looked at in the same regard as a drug. You know, let's say it's marijuana, let's say it's cocaine, let's say it's uh, methamphetamine. But in truth, anything that stimulates our body and and sort of puts it in a position that it's not necessarily used to, or it it ends up um, affecting our body in different ways, that would be considered, and it's also addictive, that would be considered a drug. And, and figured that, okay, so why is that a bad thing? Why is it a bad thing that I have my cup of coffee in the morning? Which, if Andrea was here, she would tell you there's nothing wrong with having a cup of coffee. And in fact, I do enjoy a good cup of joe. But more so wanted to talk about the background around stimulants so you're a little bit more educated around it. Um, Because it's it's, it's in a lot of things, you know, from coffee, chocolate, energy drinks, uh, supplements and prescription stimulants to alcohol. I mean, millions of Americans get a daily fix from stimulants. You know, many will claim they cannot function properly in the morning without their coffee fix. Um, Again, Andrea and I being two of those individuals, um, you know, but it's a bit of an over-exaggeration, but coffee in the morning is, is a ritual. And, and in most cases, it, it, because it's that habit, it almost feels like you can't live without it. You know, you'll have, and people also drinking because they have feelings of tiredness and grogginess, you know, and then you quickly replace that by having the coffee with feelings of energy and mental alertness. And, and, you know, the body's experience an artificially stimulated jolt to the central nervous system. And we all know how that feels. You know, when Red Bull came out and and then now there's a million energy drinks on the market, um, it's looking for that quick fix, right? It, it almost sounds like somebody who's addicted to alcohol, who's addicted to drugs. They need that quick fix. And then we constantly are always going towards it. Um, and it's constantly hitting sort of like jump starting that central nervous system. Um 
you know, and it's not it's not the caffeine shot on the on the odd occasion or every once in a while that we're talking about or that even that morning cup of coffee. And I'll talk about some of the health benefits of coffee. There's numerous, but it's a habitual daily like jolt that we feel we need to lean on when we don't have enough energy, when we should be looking at those other things that could be causing us to not have the energy that we actually require. So a little bit of background around stimulants. They are a class of psychoactive drug that speed up the activity within a person's body and temporarily increase alertness and awareness, our ability to concentrate and improve our mood. Most people think of stimulants in terms of illegal drugs, like speed, cocaine, talked about those, crystal meth. But the majority of stimulants are the legal type that have become a part of everyday life. What they all have in common is that they are artificially stimulate the body. And because of this, they can be very, very addictive. And in, in, in the uh, sense of coffee, what ends up happening is it almost dies down serotonin levels and triggers dopamine. So dopamine is that feel-good hormone. So it actually almost makes it more addictive because serotonin is what helps control our inhibitions and dopamine gets ramped up, we're going to want that feeling more and more again. Stimulants share many things in common, but each have their own unique mechanisms of action on the body. Some have a very mild effect. So in this case, maybe if you've been drinking coffee for a while, you probably don't even feel the effects of that, whereas others have a much stronger effect. Um, You know, but these would be some of the major ones that you guys have probably tried and also have heard of. Uh, But the caffeine found in coffee, chocolate tea, um, green tea, um, black tea, soda, energy drinks, energy bars. They're actually starting to put... um, I actually saw a cliff bar the other day. It actually had caffeine in the cliff bar, uh, nicotine, alcohol, um, it was just classified as a stimulant in small doses, chocolate, energy drinks, bars, supplements, especially diet, uh, ones you'll see diet pills uh, that will have caffeine in them. And all that is supposed to help stimulate the metabolism, which there is some research behind that. Um, Amphetamines, including methamphetamines and prescription stimulants. So those would be like the top seven uh, that are utilized. But like I said, the the stimulants, it's almost a catch-22, though, because when we take it, we feel stimulated, but then it wears off, leaving us feeling low on energy. And if you overdo it, so if you have over 300 to 400 milligrams of caffeine in one, in one sitting, that bumps up anxiety levels. It also can make you feel really jittery, um, which is not a good feeling at all. A lot of times, especially in the, uh, the fitness world, people will get in trouble with pre-workouts. Um, and if you think about it, if you're trying to jumpstart a central nervous system that is constantly under attack, meaning in that fight or flight response, you have, you have a sympathetic response every single time versus a parasympathetic response it's going to burn itself out eventually. And you're also going to need more and more of that stimulant in order to elicit the exact same result that you're looking for, which is also not good. Um, And so, you know, we ignore the fact a lot of times when we're taking these stimulants or stimulants that our habit has become so chronic and so addictive that now we feel like we can't even function without it. And that's not just the addictive nature, but also a a matter of, of habit, you know, and caffeine can reduce the effectiveness of serotonin, which I've already talked about. But there are some benefits to uh, consumption of coffee. I don't want to make it sound like just to single out coffee itself that coffee is bad. By no means is it. You know, uh, 
the fact that it can boost metabolic rate by three to 11%, um, even a little bit higher in individuals that are a little bit more fit. Um, we tend to find that metabolic rate or and or fat burn is a little bit higher. Um, having a cup of coffee 30 to 60 minutes prior to your workout, not to mention the, the alertness factor. Um, it also contains important nutrients like riboflavin, which is vitamin B2, panolithic acid, which is vitamin B5, manganese and potassium, magnesium and niacin. Um, you know, it increases physical and mental performance in the moment as long as you haven't had it in a while. Uh, but the majority of these benefits, besides the nutrients, gets diminished or less noticeable the more we consume them. So if you've been a consistent one cup of coffee a day, you don't feel that euphoric sense, if you will. And if you're like Andrea and I, and I can speak for her even though she's not here, we drink it because we actually do like the taste. And when winter comes around, obviously, it's something very warm. It warms you up first thing in the morning. And again, it's it, I would say it's more a habit than anything. You wake up, you have your cup of glasses of water, which I highly recommend so that we can get the kidneys flowing. But then you end up having that cup of coffee because it's relaxing. It's almost like a it's almost like having a social drink when you're out with friends, only in this case it's coffee versus alcohol. It's the same thing. You know, and whether we naturally or chemically keep inducing the rush of adrenaline in our bodies, which is what's happening every single time, we eventually experience the health consequences. This may include conditions such as adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue syndrome, and thyroid problems. So if you keep starting to want to jumpstart that car and let's say the alternator's dead, well, it's only going to last for so long until that alternator gives out, right? You know, and similar to stress, stimulants create a fight or flight response. So we talked about that from the pituitary gland, triggering the release of stress hormones from the adrenal gland. So the adrenal glands are triangular shaped glands that sit on top of our kidneys. They're chiefly responsible for regulating our response to stress through the release of cortisol and adrenaline. So if you're an individual I was just talking about that literally burns the candle at both ends all the time. And whether you know that or not, maybe you've gotten used to it. I talked to certain individuals, they don't even realize how stressed they are and how much of a, a flight or flight response they are in all the time. So then if I add on top of it something that is meant to increase cortisol, much on the way that coffee and other, other stimulants and caffeine does, then I'm just basically allowing that pot to overfill. And now it's all over your stovetop. It's made a mess. Enough with the analogies, but you guys get the point. You know, and so stimulants are not just limited to the most obvious ones, too. Most of us eat artificial stimulants on a continual basis when we eat processed packaged foods because they are used invasively by food manufacturers to keep us coming back for more. You know, and that we talked about the the bliss point in foods. They can add those stimulants in, so like sugar and artificial sweeteners, so that way we become more hooked. And the reason why you can eat them on end is not just those stimulants. It's giving you that dopamine feeling, yes, but typically those foods have zero fiber in them. So there's nothing there that actually fills you up either. So you have both of those things sort of playing against you when you decided to eat those, you know, sort of prepackaged foods. And usually you'll find it's the ones that are, you know, refined in higher carbohydrates, you know, and in, in some cases they actually call that uh, a specific term called exotoxins. So exotoxins, Exotoxins are chemical flavor enhancers that are found in most processed and refined foods. There are many of them, including MSG, saccharin, uh, which is sweet and low, aspartame, which is like NutraSweet or equal, as well as other derivatives such as hydrolyzed vegetable protein, uh, 
autolyzed yeast, yeast extract, textured protein, soap protein extract, sodium cassinate, and, and food flavoring. So all of those things are things that are trying to catch you. They're trying to bring you back in. And they can be considered stimulants because it's it's creating that addictive nature of the food. You know, they're also used heavily in both salty and sweet snack foods like potato chips, pizzas, baked goods, fast food. And what you realize is that you can't ever stop eating them. It's not just the fiber, but the fact that it's constantly bringing you back in. Um, And it gives you almost that high, you know, that dopamine rush to keep coming back for more. Um, and, And again, that's an actual term that food manufacturers use is that bliss point. So don't think that a stimulant is just caffeine or just alcohol, but it's things that you don't even know are placed inside of your food and a few of those that were just listed. And, and how it all works is they affect us by reacting with specialized receptors in the brain in such a way that not only lead to addiction, but also cause the, the destruction of certain brain cells. And so, you know, I don't know about you, but that sounds terrible. I'm not going to put something in my body that's going to destroy uh, brain cells. And it can also lead to neurological disorders, too, um, at, at a greater extent. Um, endocrine disorders, heart attacks, strokes, tumors, vision loss, migraine, seizures, uh, many other conditions, conditions, including MS, lupus, ADD, diabetes, Alzheimer's. You know, we've talked about it nauseum about the work of Dr. Carolyn Esselton, uh, Dr. Michael Greger. Um, sort of the the health pioneers in, in the sense that they have pioneered the idea that your food can be medicine. And on the other flip side of that, uh, the food that you put in your body can be very detrimental to your health. And so it's interesting how it ties in here with stimulants, like anything that gives your body a different response than what it is normally supposed to do or how it's normally supposed to feel, it's it's hijacking it, right? It's an addition to how we should normally feel. And I don't want to get on here and, and say that Andrea and I are hypocrites because we, we drink coffee. We do. I drink coffee. I don't really drink energy drinks or anything like that. Of course, I have the occasional chip or pretzel, which I'm sure has a lot of these stimulants in it. But I think the biggest thing is, is looking at to reduce your intake, be aware of the food that you're putting in your body, be aware of the stimulants that you're relying on. So I look at stimulants much in the same way that I I look at, you know, getting a cortisone shot. So if you guys haven't heard me talk about cortisone shots, cortisone shots, let's say you have a, a, a bad knee, right? And it's hurting. A cortisone shot is going to be a Band-Aid, right? Or let's say a leak in a hose is even a better example. And you're just going to put a a Band-Aid over it. Well, what's going to happen over time? Eventually, that Band-Aid's going to wear out or that piece of tape's going to wear out. And all of a sudden, now you'll have the leak again. And so you're treating the symptom. You're not treating the cause. So if you feel like you constantly are having to stimulate yourself with whatever, if it's sugar, if it's, uh, you know, caffeine. Um, the other day I had a client say to me, uh, yeah, I was out at this event and I ended up having a Coke because I was really dragging in the middle of the day. Well, my next question would be, okay, well, how did you sleep the night before? How much water did you drink throughout the day? Did you eat, uh, you know, good uh, fruits and vegetables and and a lean cut of meat before you went to this event. Had he done that, 
it's very possible he wouldn't have felt that drag in the middle of the afternoon or that how the selling point now for energy drinks, five hour, five hour energy does it. They say that that uh, five o'clock or that, no, excuse me, that two thirty feeling or something like that. Um, and again, if you're feeling those things, I would look to treat the cause rather than treat the symptoms. Um, and they're heavily marketed. And I understand they're, they're in your face about, you know, getting, uh, you know, jacked up and making sure that you have energy throughout your day. But a lot of times we have to look at what are the other factors that could be keeping me from being able to perform at my best and not having to rely so heavily on these stimulants or rely on black magic or black coffee or whatever you want to call it. So I hope that brings to light some uh, key things. Short little episode this week. Andrea will be back next week. Would love to hear your thoughts on the Lodo Rinsler interview from last week. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, um, please go ahead and give it a listen. And don't forget to leave us a review and star rating on iTunes and subscribe. uh, So that way you guys don't miss a future episode. You guys have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.